Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Matt Richardson. Matt Willis calling. Hello. Hi. Finally. You've rung. I've rung. Hi. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. You know, excited to be outside in the sun. We should see each other in real life soon. I've forgotten that you have legs because we do so many Zooms. Do you know what? I thought about that. I thought it'd be weird. Imagine if we could actually do this face-to-face in a studio, how strange that would feel. Well, you know what? I think the closest we're going to get to that is, in May, we are doing a live episode of this podcast. Oh, my God. And people can get tickets. It's on the 22nd of May, and it's the Podstop Festival. And you can find a link to tickets on our Instagram, at WNOWpodcast, where we are going to be joined by a guest. And that guest is Joel Domit. Oh my fucking God. Yes. Amazing. I mean, this is so exciting for so many different reasons. One, I actually have something in my diary that's fucking great. (laughs) That isn't another Zoom. Two, there's going to be people there, like more than just my kids, which is great. (laughs) Three... You know, it's Joel Donnett, which will be fucking amazing. Absolutely brilliant. Everything's a winner. It's going to be absolutely amazing. If you listen to this podcast and you love it, it's at the Kentish Town Forum. It's at 2pm on a Saturday. It's going to be great fun. You can get your tickets on Live Nation or just head to our Instagram and there's a link there. Make sure you're there. It's going to be such a good laugh. And it won't just be an episode. We'll make it really fun. We'll do some extra bits as well. It's not to be missed. Yeah, totally. We're going to hang out and see everyone and spend as much time there as we can as well. So it'll be a really fun day. Absolutely. On today's episode, talking of ITV darlings like Joel Domit, we are joined by a man who probably needs no introduction. It is Keith Lemon. This is a heads up. The audio quality on this episode is not quite up to par. This was um, very early on in lockdowns and we were kind of coming to terms with how to record remotely. So this was very early on and we hadn't quite worked all that stuff out as good as we have now. Also, this is Keith and he didn't really have that much to confess shall we say, as you can imagine with Keith. So this is much more of a kind of general chat about him, his hobbies, his interests, and plenty of stuff that he's absolutely not ashamed of, but it's rad and we loved him. So enjoy, have a great time. This is When No One's Watching. The podcast where celebrities confess their guilty pleasures and then we decide whether they're good, bad. Crack on and stop feeling embarrassed about it. Or bad, bad. Go straight to bed, no tea, and think about what you've done. You might be asking why they tell us these things, and it's basically because we are guilty pleasures, aren't we? I'm Matt Richardson, uh, Heat Magazine's Weird Crush of the Year. And I'm Matt Willis, from Busted. Yeah, I know, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one, the only, 
It's Mr. Keith Lemon. Hi, Wordsy Mum. I hope you're well in your own houses. Uh, I hope you're not going mad like I am. I'm contemplating just getting some sandpaper and just rubbing it on my knees and then drawing a picture <laughs> of some at Pure with the blood. <laughs> I don't know. Look what I'm just... What, listen to what I'm saying already. What would you draw? What What would be pure? E.T. E.T. and blood. E.T. is the purest, isn't it? Because you think, look at that turd. I bet he stinks. Oh, he's lovely and he can heal people. <laughs> purest is E.T. I remember when I was a kid, I was scared of E.T. for a couple of seconds because like, I don't like toads and frogs and stuff and I, I saw it, it's just like a toad in it but with a lighty up finger and, and then I thought oh, actually it's nice isn't it but yeah it's just a sausage with eyes it's what's on the inside that counts that's what E.T. teaches us you know what's strange about that film which is a beautiful film once Elliot found out that he could make BMXs fly he'd look and go right let's do it again let's do it again what we should do tonight should we make BMX fly let's do it again let's go on bikes again make it fly make it fly why are you not making it fly make it fly E.T. <laughs> oh you twist a time E.T. no one would help him go home you'd keep him and make a fortune of course you would of course you would and imagine if you're a Spider-Man could you keep that a secret could you a as soon as you were pissed, you go, here, watch this. Just climb up a wall, wouldn't you? Of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell everyone that was Spider-Man. The floor in all these things that I love. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you reckon was your number one childhood hero when you were a child? Who did you want to be the most? I'm still a big fan of Spider-Man. And when I was a kid, I used to wear my Spider-Man outfit, which was a lot thicker than the one I have now. And I used to wear it under my school uniform, just sit there sweating sweating and just just looking like a thicker child than I should have been because I had more layers on. Was that because you were going, if trouble breaks out, I'm here, I can just put the mask on and I'm good to sort it out? Or I I just felt quite powerful, um, like muscles printed on it. So I just thought, look at my muscles, man. So you just look like a muscly (laughs) eight-year-old? I did. I looked like a sweaty eight-year-old because no one could see the costume. I had it underneath. Me school uniform. <laughs> and I remember um, getting changed behind school and running out of Spider-Man and thought, everyone is going to love this. And they all chased me. But also, sorry, there was something that you said that you have a Spider-Man costume now. I've got about 23 different ones. Whoa, 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 whoa. They're all different Spider-Man costumes. I buy anything I'm a fan of. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just run around the house sometimes and go, I'm Spider-Man, I'm Spider-Man. Have we got any beers left? <laughs> <laughs> How many different ones are there? There's not, there's not, surely there's the one. Well, there's the cartoon one. There's the movie one with printed 3D webs. Then there's the movie one with actual urethane webs. Then there's the one with Andrew Garfield when he took over from Tobey Maguire. Then there's the one that Tom Holland had. Then Tom Holland changed his suit to a black and red one, didn't he? Yeah. He also changed it to a black one. Uh, when the symbiote got on it in Spider-Man 3 as well. So, uh, And then there's a couple of comic book ones. Then there's the PlayStation one. I, I like them all. I, I love this because obviously this show is about confessions, but you don't think you've not you've got none. You're not ashamed of anything. I'm not, I ain't got any guilty pleasures. No, I'm not guilty that I dress as Spider Man. I, I, I have a good time with my life. I, I always enjoy myself. But yeah, I like what I like. I don't care what people think of me. Obviously, look at me. Look at me. <laughs> I did have a straw hat on in the house for no reason, and I've got I've literally got plaits down to my nipples. Got plats in the air. Very nice. So you're sort of the opposite, really, of people that like we have on here who don't like admitting anything. You're like, I love it and I don't care, and everyone should love it. I cared more when I was a kid because you want to be accepted, and then I realised I didn't want to be like everyone else because it was boring, and I just had a better time being me. So yeah, I can remember it being into Kylie when I was a kid and buying Kylie's album. And still to this day, I don't know if I bought it for the cover or for the actual music. I can't remember. But I, I can remember like confessing to me mates and go, I bought a Kylie record. Did you? 
Look at that goofy fashion bunny. What have you bought that for? I mean, she's not a goofy fashion bunny. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> Every year, my dad used to buy me a Kylie calendar, and I think he bought yeah. it just so he could look at it. I've still got them all in loft. He wouldn't buy it for himself, so instead yeah. he put it on his eight-year-old son. Be like, yeah. there, there you go, son. Fucking lovely. Can yeah. you remember when Patsy Kensit was in a band called Eighth Wonder? She sang a song that went, I'm not scared. Remember? No. No. <laughs> no, well, she. it was produced by the... Do you remember the Pet Shop Boys? Yes. Yeah. They produced it, and I bought that album, and I can remember my mates. When they came out of my house, I used to hide it. I remember my mates coming around my house once and finding the best of the Bee Gees in my bedroom. (laughs) And now I fucking love the Bee Gees, love them. But you can say it now, can't you? Exactly, but at the time, I was was so mortified that they found it. How old were you? I must have been about 13, 14. Terrible time. So I told them it was my brother's, so they opened the window and they threw it out like a Frisbee, and a little bit of my soul sunk. Oh. My one of that was when I was 11, I asked for Christmas for Abba Gold. I, I'm not into Abba. You're not? Into, I See, I really do like Abba. When I was a kid, my parents took me to the cinema to see an Abba movie, like on Christmas Eve. I thought, like, what the fuck are we doing watching Abba movie on Christmas Eve? This isn't Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was worse, though? I learnt my lesson about, you know, kids bully you for liking stuff. When, when I was 10, my mum had taken me to see Phantom of the Opera. And in class once, we knew class, and they went, what's your favourite album and I went the Phantom of the Opera soundtrack <laughs> that's a mistake turns out your first year at secondary school that's a rookie fucking error <laughs> just lie yeah but I didn't know at the time because my parents were just like do what you want like what you want it doesn't really matter when I go back to Leeds if I say I like certain music they still go that fucking shit and it's go look at you you like school kids so why are you bothered what I like you pricks. Yeah, man. All my mates like are really into like Radiohead and like sort of very thoughtful stuff and I can't stand it. Yeah. And they make me feel like a dickhead for, you know, all the stuff I like. And I'm like, look, we've got mortgages now. Let's get over this. Yeah. I bought um, Bross's album, Push, their first album. And they had it for two weeks and I thought, Oh no, this is for girls. I thought this was for me, it's not, it's for girls! <laughs> uh, but only recently, as I've become friends with Matt Goss, got it out again and I got him to sign it for me, I still had it. Really? But now all my mates know that I like Bross. But also, Bross are cool again now, since that documentary. Yeah. It's the same with my band, in a way. Yeah. Because I think when we were out the first time around, it was like 95% girls. Yeah. But now at our gigs, it's very mixed. Like, it's like, I'd say it's like 60-40 to girls to guys. So they were all fucking lying. Now they're there jumping around. With school uniforms on. (laughs) Exactly, with school uniforms on. Imagine the venue sizes you'd have been playing if the blokes were willing to come to the gigs 10 years ago. Exactly. Exactly. When when I said the radio thing about my friends, I was going to use Busted as an example because momentarily (laughs) forgot you were in it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did. I fucking love busting. I've seen you loads of times, mate. Mate, thanks, mate. Thanks. And also, you go to those gigs and you're like, I am one of nine boys here. This is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> when you go to those kind of gigs, not bust, just busted, but any sort of gigs that you might be embarrassed to go to, and you actually see them live, you go, hey, they're good, aren't they? And then you have to tell, hey, I went to see them live, they're good, you know. I've done that a few times. Yeah. That happens because I think bands that have get a load of shit, like Chris Martin... You know, Coldplay are meant to be the best band live and all this stuff. And he did an interview and he went, the thing is, he goes, 
People who are Coldplay fans get a lot of stick for it. So the least we can do is be the best live band on the planet. Yeah, I don't know why people get stick for Coldplay. No, but I think if you're getting loads of shit, you want to put on a good show because people who like you have suffered bullying. Yeah. So you want to give them a good night. <laughs> and you're getting paid, Wedge, so fucking work hard for that Wedge. Exactly. I fucking hate it when you go to like an arena show or something and you go, it's £50 a ticket. Can I have a few more fucking lasers, please? Yeah. We've just finished doing Lockdown Juice. Yeah. I wasn't too taken with some of the Lockdown TV I've seen. And normally I'd be a fan of that TV show. Just because you're doing lockdown, give it some welly. So when we did Juice, I can um, lockdown. I did it in my, in my bar, in my garden. And um, yeah, afterwards, I, was, I had a sweat on because I, did, I didn't sit down as far. No, it looks shit sit, sitting down. Yeah. I was knackered. And yeah, it's because I get paid wedge. I thought, yeah, I'll give, I'll give them what for. I don't get paid wedge. I should get paid more. <laughs> <laughs> I've only just been here all for the second bin. So I have to buy another bin. But it's expensive. Yeah, well, but also, mate, you're spending all your money on fucking Spider-Man costumes. I am a prick. I can't get out of character of being a prick. What would you say, Keith, is the weirdest shit that you have in your house that like people might go... Right, okay. What people perceive as being weird, I, I don't think so. I'll be yeah, honest, uh, I collect a lot of movie memorabilia and toys and stuff. When you see me, my room of shame, I call it. Yeah. It's funny to see people's faces and to see if they still want to hang out with me. <laughs> the weirdest thing I think people think is when I'm wearing some of Michael Hutchins' clothes from In Excess. Whoa, 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 whoa. His actual clothes? Yeah, they go, you're wearing dead men's clothes. I went, yeah, he didn't die in it, though, did he? He's probably been on stage with this. I wear Michael Lutchin's clothes, and, and when I tell my mates, well, they know, they know if I've got it on, they look at me and go, you've got Michael Lutchin's jacket on, haven't you? What, because your demeanour changes when you're wearing it? I can sense you've got Michael Hutchins' jockstrap on today. Do you just got that vibe? No, most of my mates from Leeds were into in excess uh, when I was a kid anyway, so um, they went to the gigs with me. So they know what he wore. Okay. And um, they go, oh, look, oh, look Keith's got um, Michael Lutchin's jacket on. Freak. Right. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing, I guess. So basically, if you like something, you don't just like it, you go all in, you buy stuff, you collect, you do everything. I'm, I'm obsessive, yeah, I am obsessive. You're the f- only person I think I know that buys rock stars' clothes that they like. The which strangest thing more recently, um, I'm doing a craft show on Channel 4 called The Fantastical Factory of Curious Craft, and recently I've just made an 18-inch Michael Hutchins, and I felt weird doing it afterwards for, what, would I, what have I done that for? Why, what am I going to do with that? And I just stick it on a shelf. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you? I just do stuff like that until I'm bored. So at the moment, are you, do you know Return of the Jedi? Of course. I'm, at the moment, I'm making a Neum Num mask. And Neum Num sat next to Lando Calrissian. That's very niche. Um, when he was flying the Millennium Falcon, which was weird. I remember in, he takes the Millennium Falcon in Empire Strikes Back. And not only has he taken Han Solo's spaceship, He's got his clothes on, and no one says to him, have you got Han Solo's clothes on? That's a really good point. And no one says it to him. If it were me sat there, everyone would say, have you got Michael Hutchins' clothes on? Yeah, I have. <laughs> Let's say I've got Han Solo's on that has been frozen in carbonite, poor bastard. Yeah, I nicked his clothes whilst he was frozen, and I've got his fucking ship as well. So fuck you all. Normally on this, like, the guest confesses stuff, but I feel bad now because I have to confess, I've never seen Star Wars. What? He's never seen any of them. I've never seen... It's just, it passed me by. I, I've So what I feel bad because you're talking about this and I don't feel involved. I feel like an 11-year-old not included again. It can't be passed by. It's, you're surrounded by it. It's on every platform. What What do you like? Fucking Care Bears? I mean, my dad didn't like it, so he never showed me it as a kid. So I sort of... I missed it, really. Wow. I, James Bond was our thing. I really like James Bond more than... like That's so why I do that rather than Star Wars. Right. I feel guilty now that I don't know about Star Wars. It's like sacrilege, really, isn't it? What's the weirdest Star Wars memorabilia you've got? 
Keith? The weirdest. Or the coolest. I've got a life-size Han Solo and Carbonite on the wall. That's pretty good. Life-size? No yeah. fucking way. Yeah, 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 on the wall. Oh, my God. That's yeah. fucking amazing. Oh, my God. And I've got a life-size R2-D2 and C3PO, but I made those. You made them? Uh, yeah, out of fiberglass and wood. What? I told you I'm doing a craft show on Channel 4. That's what I do when I'm not on telly dicking about. I make things. <laughs> it's very not like how you have seen me on telly, sat there at a desk <laughs> quietly making things. <laughs> What other stuff do you make? This is amazing. What a great hobby. I've got a life-size ET that I've made. I've got a life-size Ewok that I've made. I've got a life-size David from the Lost Boys that someone else made for me. Um, I've got a life-size Grinch that I made. A Grinch? Oh, my God. Amazing. I like life-size things. Where does this all come from? Have you done this since you were a kid then, make stuff? No, I always used to make stuff with a kid when I was a kid. Yeah, for me, action men. I used to make, like, bases and stuff. And I can remember when I got... um, uh, I had an ATAT when I was a kid, um, but I made my ATAT, and when I got a real ATAT, I still played with my cardboard one more than the real one. You don't know what an ATAT is, do you, Matt? No, I don't. I don't know. What's an ATAT? Well, both of you don't know what an ATAT is. It's the big walkers in, in the snow, the big walker. Oh, the big the big white walker like things. dogs, robot dogs. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an ATAT. Isn't it a shit name? ATAT. An ATAT is a shit name. ATAT. <laughs> ATAT. Hey, I'm just taking ATAT out for a drive. <laughs> Boba Fett's not a very threatening name either, is it? Boba. Boba Fett. Oh, no, Boba's coming. <laughs> Boba's coming. We better run. It's Boba. What's your favourite movie? What's the movie you've watched more than any other movie? I have, like, a handful, really, that I watch all the time. I guess I'm right. more renowned for liking Back to the Future because I did a documentary about it, which was probably the best yeah. um, telly experience I've ever done. When we were filming it, I cried twice. Did you? It was on George McFly Street. Yeah, yeah I had to have a little ride off on my skateboard and have a word with myself because I was so <laughs> taken with joy. <laughs> and I also remember my missus calling me. She said, where are you? I said, I'm outside Doc Brown's house! And I started crying. <laughs> <laughs> and I ran off and hid in a bush until I composed myself. Amazing. But yeah, most of my jobs are very self-indulgent. And I used to be concerned that it looks too self-indulgent, but now I own it and go, here I am doing another self-indulgent program where I get to meet people I like. If you get the chance to pick, like I basically now only go in for shows where I'm like, do I get to go somewhere I want to go or yeah, do something yeah, that yeah. I think would be a laugh anyway? Very privileged position just to do work yeah, like fun, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are in a very privileged position. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of my work's just fun and self-indulgent. So do you love going to Elstree Studios then? Because that was where Star Wars was. Yeah, I, I love it there. But why, why I love it the most um, when we do Celebrity Juice there is because we f- I feel like we own it when we're there because they let us film anywhere. When you film at Television Centre, you, you're not allowed to film outside. You can't film in the corridors and the dressing rooms are so far away from the studio. And obviously on Celebrity Juice, people get gunked up. So it's a quick run to the uh, dressing rooms to get changed. Um, but Elstree is my favourite, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's, it's pretty yeah, cool. Um, the George Lucas stage and stuff. My mate made a documentary about Star Wars called Elstree 1974. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I hosted the Q&A at the premiere for him and it was on the stage that they did the Millennium Falcon on at Elstree. Yeah. And when I said that to the audience, like you've never heard so many nerd boners about yeah. like go up at the same time. Like people loved it up there, even though I'm like, fucking right. but it, Elstree's a bit of a shithole. Like it's just like a load of fucking warehouses. There's a Millennium Falcon buried in a hill by Elstree. Is there? Because um, 
It was covered in asbestos, so they buried it in the hill that was at the side of the Big Brother house. No. A big grassy mound at the side of the Big Brother house. Inside that grassy mound was a Millennium Falcon. Are you fucking kidding? One day in the future, they're going to fucking dig that up and think that it was real and think aliens had landed (laughs) in a spaceship. Did you try to get to go to the film set when they were filming the new ones here? Yeah, I did. I did go. Um, They said... And they wouldn't let me in. And then the um, security guard said, can I have a picture? Can I have a selfie, Keith? I said, yeah, if you let me in. And then he says, be quick then. So I did a selfie with him, and then he let me have a little wander around. One of my mates was a stormtrooper in one of the scenes. What's the, who's one of your mates? Is it Ed Sheeran? No, Tristan, bust his manager. Right, because Ed Sheeran was a stormtrooper. What? Was he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets around, doesn't he, old Ed Sheeran? Well, he's Ed Sheeran, isn't he? He goes, can I have a go? And they go, yeah, he's Ed Sheeran. Yeah. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, whatever you want. Have you met Ed Sheeran? Yes. I have, yeah. Once. He's a lovely fella. He's a lovely guy, you know. Really, really good bloke. We're snogging each other. Whoa, lovely. On telly. On telly. Not off telly. I'll snog anything on telly. Only for telly. I can remember I snogged um, Jade Goody's grandma's dog. Because I thought, oh, this will get a laugh. I mean, proper snog it like a human. And I said, did you just giving your dog some toast? She she said, yeah, I have actually. And then uh, I said, yeah, I could taste it. (laughs) Oh, my God. There's my guilty pleasure. I snogged Jade Goody's grand's dog. Snogging dogs. (laughs) You dirty dog snogger. <laughs> you do have no shame. You're the antithesis of everything this is about. I love it. Yeah, I, I don't have any shame. I like myself, you know. I do. And you like the stuff you like. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm not ashamed. Yeah. All my friends know what I'm like, so, you know, they're still my friends, so it's all right. If you act like you don't give a shit, then people don't give you crap for the stuff you like. I guess the, the guiltiest pleasure, which is not a guilty pleasure either, I do buy things where the packaging is shaped like eyes, which sounds so weird. What? So let me give you an example. I bought some fruit or other. I, it was in some packaging, which they shouldn't have used plastic packaging for. But I bought it for the packaging because I've cut it out to make some plastic eyes for this mask that I'm making. <laughs> and it, I, I do all, all sorts of things like cleaning products. They're always in some sort of sp- spherical packaging. I go, oh, that'd be good to make some eyes out of that packaging. So I'll just buy it and bin the cleaning product. And I've got the packaging that I cut out and make <laughs> eyes out of. You've probably gone in the wrong direction now, but like, why did you never work on Blue Peter? There's no way they'd have me on Blue Peter because I used to say fucking piss all the time. That is You'd be the worst true. Blue Peter presenter ever. Did you used to make the things off of Blue Peter? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? I never used to do that. I can remember making their advent calendar out of coat hangers once, which was a piece of dog shit. <laughs> Were you into Lego? No, I ate Lego. What? Really? You hate Lego, because I had to make Lego yesterday. It was my daughter's birthday, and I bought her this Frozen 2 kind of castle. Yeah. And I thought it'd be fun for us to do together. She's four, so she got bored instantly. Yeah. And I spent about 14 hours making this fucking Frozen castle. That's what Lego is. It's for adults to make it for kids. Kids don't actually make it. The adult makes it. The kid breaks it. Exactly. And every time she breaks it, I'm like, fucking, I've just spent fucking yeah. 10 hours making it's that. Like you can't play with it. Put it on a shelf. Yeah, yeah. Put it on a shelf. Leave it alone. Did you like making it, Matt? I'm not going to lie. I fucking loved it. Did you? It was one of those things that was annoying and really irritating, but the sense of satisfaction I got when it was finished was unbelievable. Oh, it was so nice. I despise it, those big books, those big books that come with it. I know, and it looked so daunting, but towards the end I was like, look what I've done. I love Lego as well. Look what I have done. I like making things from bits of shit. I don't mean actual feces, but it's you know, <laughs> a crap that I find. I don't like doing Lego. Though. Because Lego's designed to build, that doesn't appeal. You like making stuff out of stuff that isn't meant for that. It's cheating. Well, it's like... That Millennium Falcon that I think they sell, which is a lot of money. But it's still got it's got all square cubed edges. I'd rather have a proper toy one that's got curved edges like the proper Millennium Falcon. And I don't want um, some Star Wars figure with a big yellow head. <laughs> I want it with the head it's supposed to have instead of a Lego face, smiling all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the things I make are mostly, uh, which you'll see on the Fantastical Factory of Curious Craft, not that I'm doing... Like, Loads of making on that show. It's the contestants, the crafters that do the making, but I often do the challenge myself. I use bubble wrap, masking tape, glue gun, and PVA glue all the time. What do they have to make? What kinds of shit do they have to make? Well, one self-indulgent episode, they have to make a portrait of me. (laughs) They made it out of screws, one guy. I remember they made it all out of tiny, different colored screws. It was immense. Someone used a 3D pencil. Um, have you ever seen one of them a 3D pencil no you draw it in the air it's crazy Um, so Catherine Ryan was on and she wanted a catropolis making which is a cat house like a council estate for for a cat to live in (laughs) it's lots of different levels so a cat can walk around in it and sit in it oh I know what you mean yeah yeah yeah, I know what you mean a catropolis I think that's called so this guy made a six foot replica of her cat and her cat could live in its belly. No. Yeah, yeah. So it's some crazy stuff. There's some basic stuff, but some really mad stuff as well. It's a lovely show. But again, it's nothing like Celebrity Juice. It's on at 8 o'clock, and um, you're not allowed to say dick, penis, or asshole burger. Asshole burger. (laughs) What's the most rude word you can get away with pre-watershed? Pre-watershed? I don't know. I, I just... 
it's weird because people say to me, is it hard for you doing pre-watershed? No, I don't really curse in front of my mum, if I was honest. No. And my mum's in the show. My yeah. mum's in the show, so I guess that makes it easier. My mum plays the tea lady. Right. <laughs> I, I don't really swear in front of my mum. And pre-watershed, no, it's easy. But so I don't, it doesn't enter my mind to say fuck or piss. It's just after 10 o'clock I say yeah. fuck or, or wherever you can say fuck or piss. But I, I am a, a big fan of bleep noises. <laughs> uh, I like when they use bleeps. And um, if you ever say... If you say that on Celebrity Juice, it'll always be bleeps because I don't believe in airing that word. <laughs> really? That's really? too much for you? I think it should be bleeped. I, I can still appreciate it's funny just with a bleep, but only because so many people get offended by it. I feel it's my job to try not to offend people, but hopefully make them feel a bit happy. I never want to offend people, even though nine times out of ten, I offend people. <laughs> but um, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't mean to. I don't mean to. But I, I guess my sense of humour is quite offensive. <laughs> I said it once on telly and they didn't bleep it. And it's one of the biggest thrills of my life, I think. Was it? But it was on Channel 5, so... I say it on um, this morning every time I go on, because when it's it's my accent, isn't it? I say, if I couldn't do something, I'll probably say I couldn't do it. Ah, yeah. I I couldn't do it. But you could. But I couldn't. (laughs) I could. No, you couldn't. (laughs) No, Phil, I couldn't do it. But Phil, you (laughs) couldn't. And you know who else does that as well? Um, Gino does that all the time. Gino does it all the time. He's good at it, Because he can't say a, a sheet of pasta either, does he? He basically just says a shit of pasta. A sheet. A sheet. A sheet. A sheet. Yeah, he's always doing it. I don't know, Gino, but I sat next to him on a flight recently. Did you? Did you say hello to him? No, because I don't know I don't know him, so I sort of, and I, I, he doesn't know me, so I just, and it was a night flight, so just we just left each other to it. But you know when you look at someone and, like, you have that kind of acknowledgement of, Oh, we both, I, we know each other from somewhere. Yeah. And I obviously know he's Gino into Camper, but he's looked at me and gone, God, did I watch ITV2 at 11 p.m. seven years ago? <laughs> like, like, just that weird kind of like sort of same world. But yeah, um, I didn't, and him and Fred were chatting away and everyone was very excited they were on the plane. And I was like, I'm here as well, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you meet people though and you, and you can't remember because you meet so many people. You do. Yeah, man. We had a guitar tech in Busted, right? Probably going on five years. Yeah. Right. And he handed James Bourne his guitar every gig for five years, right? And various different guitars during the gig. One night, I realized that James did not know his name. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but I do that as well. There's cameramen I know. I won't, I won't say the name because I don't know the name. But <laughs> I've, I've sat for hours with them. But it's too far gone for me to go, Ian, what's your name again? Oh, it's awful, <laughs> isn't it? What I love here, though, Keith, what happens on this, every week, Matt just bitches out James Bourne for something <laughs> different. It's fucking amazing. He'd be very similar to you, though, Keith, because he'd come on, but he wouldn't understand why not everyone in the world was into exactly the same shit as him because he thinks it's the coolest stuff in the world. But he, he's into similar things to me, isn't he? He is. He's into very similar things to Keith, you've got, like, Paddy's probably your James Bourne, isn't he? Like, your really good mate that you just absolutely adore and do loads with and is a really good laugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And do, 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 you, do you have loads of the same interests, then? Are you, all, are you both into Star Wars and everything? Or we we, we have the same interests, but I'm just more fanatical than he is. He's a bit more chill. Yeah, he's more like a real person <laughs> he does buy um action figures and stuff um i collect hot toys and so right. does paddy we're into funko pops in this house at the moment oh yeah same here yeah we've got one funko pop in our house yeah we're really into funko pops. Do you know what i find what's weird with funko pops what they've all got square heads and big black eyes but they actually do look like the person they're supposed to be and i think how do they do it yeah they're good aren't they yeah and there's lots of back to the future ones i think i've got quite a few of them now yeah, i've got some back to the future ones keith you should get them to do you as the funko pop you'd be a 
good one with the hat and everything. It'd be a really good likeness. 100%. Well, they do Van Gogh that looks very much like me. The Van Gogh one. <laughs> you know what? I've never thought about it, but you do look like Van Gogh. The Van Gogh one looks extremely... It's got a big straw hat on. It looks just like me. But I went to their offices and they gave me loads. And then um, the email saying, we've got a surprise for you coming soon. I thought... Oh, my word, they're going to make me one, but they didn't. They just sent you the Van Gogh one. Rubbish. But they don't do British people, do they? They do, like, mega superstars. Yeah, I suppose. It's like a Madame Tussauds. Yeah. I mean, Madame Tussauds is a waxwork. Are you? Well, you won't know it because it's in Blackpool, and Blackpool is where they have all their British TV people. Oh. But they don't have, they don't have it in London because right. London, all the tourists, they're all foreign, aren't they? So they don't know who oh, Davina yeah. McCall is or, yeah. or Jerry McCall or whoever else. They don't know who they are. So if you go to the Blackpool one, I'm there. There's a load of fucking YouTubers and stuff in there that I've got no idea who any of them are. What What in London one? Yeah, they've got like loads, loads of YouTubers and stuff. The only YouTuber I know is uh, Miranda Sings. Yeah, she's very famous. Because the only thing I watch on YouTube is conspiracy theories, pretty much. I just watch things where they tell you how to fix things. Oh, really? And reviews of things. Yeah, see, my favourite thing, I, I love flight reviews on YouTube. That's like my favourite thing in the world to watch. Flight reviews? Yeah, like people who go and fly with an airline. Yeah and review it while they're on the plane. But like dead posh ones. Yeah. I can watch those. That's like my mindfulness. Yeah. Just watching some rich arsehole flying around the world first <laughs> class going, well, the thing is, um, the, the Dom Perignon wasn't vintage and the lobster was a bit dry. I love it. Are you a fan of the Goonies? I've never seen the Goonies. Oh my, what have you seen? I mean, obviously nothing. Yeah, I've never seen the Goonies. They did a Goonies reunion recently on YouTube. That was good because they're all adults now. Uh, but they did a few of the lines from the films. But... You haven't seen anything, man. What are your films? What are your films? So, like, my big childhood one is Hook, obsessed Hook, with yeah, yeah. They did a reunion thing recently, and I watched all that. Yeah. I don't know, really. My favourite films, like, it's all comedies, like, shitty kind of teen comedies, like Superbad and all those I yeah. think are really good. It's Superbad from your childhood, then? From my teenage years, yeah. I was, I was, what, 14 when that came out? Wow. Oh, my God, wow. So, like, all that sort of, and, you know, Anchorman and all those Judd Apatow ones were the ones I really loved because I was a comedy nerd. Fun fact, first ever comedy TV show I owned on DVD was Bo Selector. Was it? My godfather bought it for me when I was 12 and my mum went fucking mental at him once she watched it with me. <laughs> was it rude, Bo Selector? When you're 12 and there's a little bear having an erection yeah. <laughs> in front of your mum. <laughs> so The Goonies, is like, is that a big classic for you then? The Goonies, yeah. It's not one of my main films. It's one of the main films that I should be into and people expect me to be into. I mean, I've got a poster of it framed on, on the wall, but it's not... I wasn't into sort of Indiana Jones that much either. Goonies is... The kids' version of Indiana Jones, I guess. Yeah. I love Indiana Jones. But I was just Star Wars, Gremlins, Lost Boys, E.T., and Back to the Future. And Team Wolf. They're your, they're your biggies. One of my favourite things I own is I own the actual Team Wolf costume used in the film. What? Really? That's amazing. Well, there was apparently there was two made, two or three, because it was a small budget film, and they would wear it then go wash it and whilst that one's being washed you would wear the next one you know in the basketball scenes where you see all his hairy body yeah yeah, yeah. I've got that hairy body suit oh, I wore it on Halloween uh, um, Jonathan Ross's once amazing I was quite nervous though because I, di I didn't want to ruin it and just then pop it back on the mannequin when I get home covered in my ginger sweat <laughs> You could open a museum then, basically, with all this stuff. I guess so, yeah. I've got some bits. Yeah, I like bits. See, my, a big one, was Jurassic Park ever a big one for you as well? I remade Jurassic Park because, well, that's how I got into telly. I, I got a video camera when I was 16 
and I used to remake films. Not on, not funny on purpose. It's just because we obviously didn't have Jurassic Park budgets, and uh, none of us were actors. So we used to just piss about, and I made Jurassic Park. It was called Roundy Park because that was my local park, <laughs> and I made a five foot T Rex. Amazing! I was only watching it the other day actually because I found out a bunch of old VHSs were all home videos. So so weird to see your face with no hair on it. <laughs> Especially with the plaits and the beard and everything. It's very different, I suppose. I guess I'm look like a, the bearded lady now. And Van Gogh as well, like a mix between... And Van Gogh and Team Wolf and Mick Hucknall. Anyone with ginger hair and a beard, apparently. That's all I get on Twitter. You look like my uncle. You look like this. Hey, Keith, is this you from 1988? No, I was a child. <laughs> hey, is this you, Keith? All the time. And I just mute it because I get sick of seeing these fat old ginger bastards that are supposed to be me. <laughs> <laughs> it's been quite nice having you on, like, because normally people come on here and we have to sort of talk them down from being ashamed of things. But you just love everything; it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy myself. You've got loads of interests. It's not yeah. like you've got one thing. You're into everything. I feel like you know, it's sort of refreshed my idea about not being ashamed of anything and not having any sort of guilty things. Don't be ashamed. Love yourself, but not physically. Mentally, love yourself. I'm all about well-being. Pick up a hobby. You know, I'd like to be the alternative Fern Cotton. And, and tell you how to love yourself and stay calm and stuff. But I don't know anything about it. So just buy things because it feels rewarding when you buy something. Uh, <laughs> go on Amazon, spend all your wage and get excited when you get one of those brown boxes with a smile on come through the post. Wash your hands, stay safe. And yeah, all that positive stuff that's not as positive and pure as what Fern Cotton would tell you, but she's a better person than I am. I'm the antithesis <laughs> of her. I'm supposed to be a bit wrong. And I love being a bit wrong, but not totally wrong like a bad one. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, and it's perfect. <laughs> Thank you very much. It was lovely to have you a on. professional prick. I mean, I'm not sure what happened there. That was Keith Lemon. Have you ever gone down a hill on your bike? And you know that you're in control of the bike, but you feel completely out of control of the bike in the same way. Yes, yes, I do. That's what that episode felt like. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the thing is, I've got to say about this episode, we recorded this episode a long time ago. Yeah. This was recorded back last year during the first season. However, we held off because we thought we need people to understand the format of the podcast before Keith Lemon comes on and tears that format apart. And we feel like, what, we're 30-odd episodes in now? Yeah. You understand what the podcast is enough for this man to go, no, thank you. I'm not going to be doing that. I'm going to be doing whatever I like. Exactly. You get the Keith Lemon experience, don't you? You really do. You really do. I don't think you'll ever get anything else with him. No. He is a law unto himself. It's fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, look, if you enjoyed that, make sure you subscribe. You can also join our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash W-N-O-W. And uh, if you have a confession you'd like to hear on that Patreon, you can get in touch with us at W-N-O-W podcast. But otherwise, like, subscribe, give us five stars. Yeah, come on now, come on now. So we have a little taster for you of what comes on the Patreon, which yep. is normally we will go with the guest through a listener confession. But now we have a listener confession, which we're going to read out. Absolutely. And me and Matt will judge you accordingly. So here we go. Fantastic. I have one for you, Matt. Go on then. It simply goes. This one is for you, Matt Willis. Okay. More than Matt Richardson. Okay, okay. I have started to sun my nether regions. Yep. I'm really starting to feel the differences. So, do you know anything about sunning your nether regions, Matt? Obviously not, no. <laughs> I'm not an Italian in 1974. <laughs> Funny you should say that, Matt, because this is taking the wellness sphere by storm. Is it? Dude, I heard about it last year and I was like, what the fuck are people doing now? It's huge. Like, people everywhere are basically turning their areas to the sun. 
because you don't get enough sun there. And apparently you're missing some serious benefits from doing that. Some real vitamin D. Some real vi- <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bada bing. It was made famous by Metaphysical Megan, who's this person on Instagram. And basically it's the practice of sunning your gear like your butthole comes with a wider range of apparently life-changing benefits. <laughs> what? So the more sun it can get, the better, right? So the list goes, right? So surges of energy almost immediately, better sleep, better connection to my sexual energy and control of my life force, attracting my desires and intentions with ease. I mean... So basically, like, it's the solar panel of the body. Apparently so. Jeez. Yeah, it can power you the fuck up. Have you tried this yet? Because obviously you're big into wellness. No, but I have, like, a near-red infrared light thing, right? Which I bought because I got told it was fucking amazing. I've used it loads and haven't felt anything. But (laughs) I haven't yet done my butthole with it. So, I'm like... What the fuck? Tomorrow morning... I'm going to get up before everyone else and squat over this fucking thing and see what happens. Yeah, why not, mate? I'll send you a photo. Please do. However, look, I'm just thinking about myself here and like, I've got a garden. However, it is a garden with flats above it. So I'm going to go bad, bad for this for me because it would... I'd say in my career, but it might actually be the exposure I need. I mean, really good, really good. You know, it's a funny <laughs> one, isn't it? Because like people get offended when people sunbathe topless, right? Yeah. But, you know, the butthole, specifically the perineum, which is apparently the area that you really want to go for, is your life force. Oh, right. Okay, interesting. This is apparently the area you need to get some sun. So imagine looking out your window and seeing your next door neighbour, you know, with his legs akimbo. Up in the air. Feet by his ears. You know, with sun to the butthole. Sunning his perineum. Sunning his perineum. Yeah, I think this might be a bad, bad. (laughs) I mean, there's so many things with this. Like, I'm just like, this is so fucking mental. But it's a bad, bad for me. Yeah. I'm like, there is no way that is ever acceptable to lay in public, or not in public, even in private, I think, you know, well, there is certain ways when that's acceptable, but with your feet by your ears. But definitely getting a (laughs) suntan is not the way forward i'm just happy we finally found a wellness trend that you're not going to try oh i'm definitely going to try it <laughs> you know i mean it's, you know it's, there's there's positive benefits apparently you know i want some of that shit fair enough fine fine i'll let you know how i get on oh gross good bad for me so there you go that is our listener confession this week we'll see you next week peace out flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's united healthcare insurance plans Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.